Are you totally different when it comes to sex and copulation? Have you judged yourself out of receiving pleasure? Have you judged yourself into receiving pleasure in certain ways and excluded other ways? Would you like to know more about what else is possible with bodies? Would you like to create confidence in the bedroom and beyond? How has your sex life or lack of it affected other areas of your life? Everyone has the potency to be a sexual superhero. Get ready. Ready to listen, sense, and play with the sexualness that is you. Now, here is the host of the Pleasure Zone, Pleasure Diva and Body Whisperer, Milica Yelenich. Well, good evening, and welcome all you sweet pleasure seekers out there in the world. What are we talking about tonight? We're talking about something fun, how to break cycles, because we've all gotten them in them. We've gotten them in relationships. We get them in our own selves, in our own minds. And there's a lot of things that create cycles that aren't always very fun. (laughs) So we're going to be talking about that today. Actually, one of the reasons I'm looking forward to this topic is that it is something that is literally everybody has some kind of cycle in their life. So this is a topic that isn't just for you know, the 18-year-old plus audience. This isn't just a topic for parents. This is like a topic that anybody and everybody not only can listen to, um, can share, right? You can share with your family because this isn't, you know, something you have to be like, I listen to a sex show and they talk about penises and vaginas. You, You can just share this show and you don't have to feel blushing in the corner while they listen, even though you might love the show and think it's totally valuable. Um, yes, this is actually one of those episodes that feel free to spread it like wildfire. Honestly, feel free to spread any of them like wildfire. Um, it's just a matter of do you feel comfortable spreading it like wildfire? Would you enjoy that? So, um, Also, one of the things about cycles for me is that I do a type of body work called the mitzvah technique, which is actually uh, sort of in the family of somatic body work, which is really when you use movement to release things from the uh, nervous system, the skeletal system, and then the emotional stuff starts to come out. And movement can do that. Even just, you know, you could rock your hips in a certain way and an emotional start ramping up and fly out of your body. It's amazing, actually, how bodies do that. And our bodies get into cycles. Um, we, in in the mitzvah technique, yes, and if you are with a Hebrew um, knowledge of the word mitzvah, mitzvah does mean um, a good deed. And everybody who knows the word mitzvah loves to tell me that. I'm like, yes, I know it's created by a Jewish man. And he called it that because it means to do a good deed to your body. Um, when you do a good deed to another body, you actually receive a good deed in return. It's very like reciprocal work. Good deeds, good deeds. You know, bad deeds, bad deeds. It's very reciprocal that way. So this uh, work too is about getting out of what we call in mitzvah faulty postural habits. And habits are cycles as well. So that's something that I'm very familiar with. It's something I'm familiar with seeing in people's bodies and movements. So we're going to be talking about cycles in a bunch of different ways today, um, which I wasn't really fully aware of this topic until I was um, actually this morning around 1130 and I was uh, talking to a friend of mine and I and, uh, was doing some of these exercises with her and I 
um and i realized like truly how how there's so many like i'm thinking about the show and i'm working with my friend and i'm realizing there's so many ways that we have um these repetitive cycles in our lives that really you know they might they might appear to be serving us on the surface because we're getting by and we're getting through and then when we really look at them they can a lot of things that we allow to be cycles um that create things like agitation frustration um and they certainly don't create ease a lot of those things are things that um you know those are the cycles that we actually can change so first things first is noticing noticing where you have a cycle um where do you have a repetitive pattern of something that doesn't work for you and so in your life you might look at this from a relationship standpoint from a career standpoint from a health habits standpoint from a postural standpoint financial standpoint what are some of the cycle habits that you have that actually don't work for you and i bet that there's more than one i bet you we all have more than one if we actually truly chose to look at it and go wow what are you know what are some of the most um dynamic and reinforce cycles that i continue to choose that i continue to create and choose and buy into that i just it's like you know when you do get on that rabbit uh wheel or that hamster wheel it's a hamster wheel when you get on that hamster wheel and your head starts spinning and you're like circle talking yourself um saying the same thing over and over and over and over again and you just can't get off that wheel literally stop once you've noticed a cycle the first thing to do is stop how else do you stop that motion of a wheel or a cycle right so just just think of it in like really really simple terms got the hamster on the wheel the hamster's on the wheel creating a cycle repetitive 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 habit of running 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 the only way that wheel is actually going to stop and we know this from physics any any object in motion remains in motion except for until it's acted upon by another force or an object right so um that will remain in motion until something acts upon it so the act upon it would be to stop having momentum uh, or energy or force directed into it so so the hamster jumps off the wheel now the hamster can observe the wheel just like us so when we are like a hamster on a wheel and we've been running 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 if we actually just stop get off the wheel for a second and stand back like a curious little hamster and look at the wheel and go huh wonder what got that wheel moving so fast wonder what got me motivated to run that wheel hmm wonder what that was what is that cycle i'm looking at looking at things like what motivates you to keep choosing like what do i love about this is you know what do i hate about this all of those things are actually motivating factors so what motivates you to actually choose to have a cycle whether it's in a relationship where you you know you get in a relationship and maybe you you have when you really look at your relationships um you go oh there's the love phase and it's all happy joyful and then 
oh, then there's the get the hell away from me phase of uh, whether it's like you get frustrated or you get um, like you like you can't receive the other person or they can't receive you or whatever happens there. There's like usually like some kind of something that will actually be part of the growth cycle where either one person is giving so much and the other person can't receive. There's those those kind of growing pains that occur. And then at that which point, you know, there's there's either death of the relationship or separation or something changes. Uh, because as as uh, my lawyer sent to me several times, um, I was doing some uh, lawyer papers one day, and the lawyer said to me one day, you know, all relationships end. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I get that. He's like, no, you don't get it. I'm like, okay. Like, he really was, like, really intent on me getting that all relationships end. There's either death or separation. And I'm like, okay, I get it. He's like, either way, you need to have things in place to protect yourself. Um, And I was like, all right. I get that. And actually, I kind of took that analogy to we have, we do have relationships um, and we have cycles in relationships, but we actually have relationships to cycles as well. And that's the part of what do you love about it, what do you hate about it. It's part of what creates the motivating factor to keep choosing it. Just like in a relationship, what's the motivating factor to keep choosing a relationship? It's the motivating factor to keep choosing a cycle. So now you've created a relationship with this cycle. So you in the cycle... And become so familiar that sometimes, sometimes like when you have friends that you're around a lot, sometimes you pull on each other's habits or personalities or humor or something. And it's not that you become them, but you sometimes mimic them, right? So even with this, it's like you may start to mimic that cycle more and more and more. And you, because you're not really asking a question. And now if you are asking a question, you'll notice it. If you're not asking a question, you'll fall into these things and feel pretty unconsciously aware. Like, how did that happen? Like, where did that come from? So, you know, there are a lot of things that you can, um, you know, do preliminary in, in a relationship is just get... And we've talked about this in on the show several times about the the um as access consciousness calls them the five um the five i think they're qualities or something of intimacy i can't remember the exact name the five elements of intimacy is what they are so uh you can look for the shows that have the five elements of intimacy in them i'm not the only one who's talked about that on inspired choices network so feel free to go back and listen to some of those there's some valuable information in them about trusting you trusting that you know um, the person you're in a relationship with, it's like, oh, I trust that I know that if, and if I trust me and, I, and if I trust that I know my partner, I will trust that I know that my my partner will not do dishes when I go away. But if I don't trust that I know that, I will be like, oh my God, you didn't do the dishes, what the fuck, Right? Like, I could go there. But if I actually trusted that I know that that's probably not going to happen, then I wouldn't go to, oh, my God, what the fuck? Like, I wouldn't get as upset. But if I'm not totally trusting my knowing on that, I will get angry. And it's not that I'm angry at my partner. It's it's that I'm more, like, angry at myself 
for like kind of like telling myself a lie that oh this time he'll do the he'll do the dishes or something right like so it's when you lie to yourself that you get mad it's like your your lie detector your bullshit meter goes on full alert so you know what's going on so part of of um why I'm bringing this up is because we can a lot of cycles that we get into are things that we are lying to ourselves about so we'll get into a situation in a relationship for example and maybe you're in a relationship where um maybe there's a lot of codependency but you don't want to acknowledge it so you're just like no 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 I'm not codependent but then you know, there's like certain expectations you have that the other person isn't aware of and they can't fulfill it. And so you start to feel like like your expectations get high, then they don't get met, then you get mad because on some level you knew those expectations weren't going to get met, but you just didn't want to believe it. So when you really look at it, who you're really mad at is you. So part of breaking a cycle too is is once you actually start to trust you you can see where these things are where you've actually bought things um bought into this certain things or beliefs or ideas or judgments or whatever that or expectations that would have you adopt a cycle as your new best friend oh yes when i get home i'm going to be mad and every time i get home i'm going to be mad I could adopt that cycle or I could trust and I could go, oh, okay, this is this is what occurs. I trust that I know this. And if it's something that's like a deal breaker, so really relationship and have deal breakers and deal makers, but that's like a whole other episode. But if that's like one of your deal breakers, like, hey, I just can't do this dishes thing. But if it's not and it's just a frustration, then you need to move forward and start trusting your knowing that you know what you know. You know what you know about your partner. You know what you know about you. And you know that you know that you'll probably do those dishes and get pissed off. And that you know that. And then it's not actually has anything to do with your partner. It has everything to do with you. And it has everything to do with you choosing to be frustrated, choosing to do them and be frustrated, choosing to not... Um, choosing to not know that you know that they weren't going to be done in the first place. So choosing frustration to begin with as a reaction. So how do you break the cycle is that you could go, oh, you could come home. The other scenario would be like you come home and you go, oh, interesting. That's kind of cool. I knew. I knew the dishes weren't going to be done. I knew that. And there's sort of like a funny space to that, like a space where you're like you acknowledge you, you acknowledge your knowing, and then there's space. So you haven't fallen back into the cycle that, you know, go to anger fights this that makeup now we got to create something else because how do we create relationships is we create relationships with different things like how we align and agree with somebody or resist and react to them and a lot of people do resistance and reaction with their spouses because what better way to make sure you get things done let's fight you're awful no you're awful and let me prove that i'm not awful and so resistance and reaction a lot of people use resistance and reaction probably more than uh, alignment and agreement, although some people go totally passive with alignment and agreement on everything and don't really have their own back. So what's possible beyond that? And what's possible for actually truly breaking cycles 
when they seem like they're just freaking everywhere. Like, how do you break something that just seems inherently as part of our nature that how do we change this? So we actually will delve more and more into this topic. And I'm sorry if I'm running on tangents. I'm just following the energy on this. So I don't have a plan. I never have a really plan for this show. It just kind of goes where it goes. And we will talk more about that and delve more into this topic of how to actually break cycles and using some tips and more tips and tools on how to break cycles. Um, and first, I just want to remind you that you're listening to The Pleasure Zone here on Inspired Choices Network, and I'm your host, Melitza Jelinek, and we're actually going to head off to a commercial break, and I'll see you on the other side of the break. Many of us have created a lot of limitations around sex and what we are willing to choose. What else is possible beyond what we have already seen, heard, or thought of? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual revolution? Taking the taboo out of all aspects of sex, sexuality, and copulation by tuning in to the Pleasure Zone radio show with body whisperer Milica Yelenich. You'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow your to receive more in your sex life and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Melissa every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email becomeahost at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. This is The Pleasure Zone with body whisperer Milica Yelenich. To participate in the program today, please call in the U.S. Call 815-880-8255. That's T-A-L-K. Or Canada, 613-800-8736. Or you can Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email at MilicaYelenich.com. Now back to the program. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to The Pleasure Zone, you sweet pleasure seekers. I'm your host, Melitza Yelenich, and tonight's topic is how to break cycles. And this is, like, to me, a topic for everyone because we all create cycles, and we create them from when we're really little. We we have relationships with our caregivers, friends, family, all of that, and we observe how they react to us in certain situations. We adapt ourselves to that. So that we're like, hey, if I cry, I get what I want. That's creating a cycle. If I, if I, you know, am sick, I get ignored. That's another cycle. So we create cycles in our lives, and we've started them probably from in utero, probably from other lifetimes too, because 99% of the time, the stuff that we're healing in this lifetime is actually stuff from other lifetimes that are just coming in 
being present with us in this lifetime as well. They're just dominant things that we haven't really worked on. So what when you look at these cycles that you've had and you really look back, you're like, wow, you know, when was the first time I when was the first time I actually created or invited this cycle into my life? When was the first time I created a relationship with this cycle so that I never let go of it? And you know, there's there's one um that I'm aware of when I was little, I was about four. I was cute and dramatic and everything was very dramatic and um and I was I was you know, in the midst of being like hungry. So, you know, it's not that we were starving family or by any means we actually were fed well. If anything, we would go without a lot of things, but we would eat first. And there's something interesting that was going on with uh with the the whole thing for me when I was little, which was that if I was really really hungry and I wasn't getting what I wanted, I would flop on the floor, kind of like a dead fish out of water, like a fish dying out of water, just flopping, flailing back and forth, lying on the floor, in the middle of the floor usually, like because I was determined that somebody would have to acknowledge me. And I would flail and I'm like, you, nobody cares that I'm dying. Nobody cares that I'm dying. And this actually wasn't my cycle. But this was a cycle that I had watched my dad do. And my dad had impelled that from like the moment I was probably conceived and he probably brought that in with him was the, oh my God, if you don't give me what I want, I'm dying, I'm dying. Look at me, my tragic life. And you don't care about me and you don't even care that I'm dying. And I I acted that cycle out probably probably till the last three minutes. Now, I don't know if it's been that far, but I started to become more aware of it probably in the last five or ten years. Um, and so as whenever I noticed that coming up, when I noticed, like, I don't, for me, the cycle was, there's something I want. You're not giving me what I want. That means you don't care about me. That means you want to die. I'm dying, and you don't care about me. So screw you. Separation. Going to create separation. And you're going to suffer now because... I need you to suffer and actually feel the pain of the pain I'm feeling for you not gifting me what I require for me to actually receive from you for me to for you to receive from me because that was devastating to me Devast- I was ready to die and you know as I'm saying that I know and I'm aware that you know a lot of you have probably pretty similar uh things or you can relate to that on some level where you're like oh yeah I did something silly like that too um and and so silly might not be an effective word because there was some value and merit to it. It got me through life to that point. It was my go-to cycle response. It was a habit that worked, and it also brought me into relationships that would have that be in my face. And you know, um, you don't care. You don't give. Me, it could even be like information. You don't give me the truth. That means you don't care about me. That means that if you don't care about me, you want me to die, and you want me to die means I will die, and you will suffer because I die, and that was and that was kind of like the cycle, right? And so that could have even been created for, for example, in um, in a relationship where maybe somebody didn't even want to do the same things, or you had something that wasn't in common. It didn't even have to be like 
it started out when I was little with food and toys. And I mean, that's what your life is when you're little, food and toys and love. But I wasn't really getting love the way I wanted. So for me, love, other people would show love through stuff. So if I wasn't getting the stuff and the food, then I wasn't getting the love. Um, but that's actually not my language of love. As the, As people talk about the four languages of love, I think there's actually as many languages of love on the planet as there are people because there's so many with four things and the mutations of 7.9 billion people and the combinations of what we could all be. I think we have, maybe there's four dominant ones, but I think there's about 7.9 billion languages of love. Can anybody actually truly ever love the same way you do? Probably not. That's a little digression. So when... When I was, um, you know, pulling off that whole cycle of, uh, you don't give me what I want, I'm going to have to lie here and die, you are going to watch me die, you're going to be sad, you're going to suffer because I'm dying, all of that. It was really and the separation that was involved. Like, everything meant separation. It was like immediate pull away. I don't get I want what I want. That's it. It's done. Pulled away. Done. It's done. And... You know, I know I'm not the only person on the planet that does this. I know many people who do this. I don't get what I want now in the last five seconds. That's it. It's over. It's done. F you. I'm done. So what if we don't have to go into that crazy mode? What if we actually stand back when that cycle comes up? And you can feel it. Like, you know when that's rising in you. And you're like, you know that your go-to is um, F you. I'm out of here. F you, you're going to suffer because I'm going to pull me out of your universe and I'm going to pull me out of your life and I'm going to pull me out of my own life and you're going to suffer for me not being in my life. Oh, yeah. So when, when we do that, we know that energy is rising. And the more you become conscious, the more you're aware of when that energy is rising in your body and you can feel, you know it's happening. You cannot deny this. And then it's, it's not just like poof, it's there. Maybe when you're little, it's poof, it's there because you're using it as a mechanism some way that you haven't quite deciphered. But on some level, you know it works. You just might not have been able to like cognitively look at what are the components of my cycle. So so when we look at the the breakdown of that, like how the cycles work and why they work like they work because they get response so we keep creating them they work because we have a relationship to those cycles that it's almost like they're as important to us as we are to ourselves like me creating separation is highly important highly highly important (laughs) don't give me what i want separation f you i don't like you you're out of my life that was huge for me for a really really long time so like i was saying how do we break that well when you notice the energy rising and you acknowledge it oh look at that I'm doing that thing where I go to flop on the floor. Oh, my God, this is terrible. This is awful. I'm going to fake dying. I'm going to suffer. So now now I see it coming when my body starts to pretend to get like... So there's sometimes where my body's just tired, and then there's sometimes where my body is actually doing, uh, oh, let's see if we can get you sick to do this, to separation and see who cares and it's funny because now i can get it coming and then i can go yeah let's try something else what do you actually require and now i can either gift myself what i require and i've become better i'm not awesome at this yet but i've become better at asking others to 
for what I actually require. And again, they don't always deliver. So the go-to response when somebody doesn't always deliver, the go-to response doesn't have to be go to death. Again, death and separation, it's, it's not the requirement. Although like my lawyer did say, death and separation are definitely guaranteed in relationships. And somewhere when I was little, I knew that. So I would create death or separation as the main way to to uh, get a result. And it does get results. People react to death and separation faster than pretty much anything I've ever seen. You separated from me? Bah! It creates chaos, death. There's lots of crying, sadness, tragedy. You know, there isn't usually um, a lot. I mean, people do respond to birth as well. So, and growth. So it's interesting, even when you like see um, kids, right? And people are like, oh my God, you've grown so much. So people react to things like birth, growth, disease, death, and separation. So I, I could bet that most of us will create either something that's a birth, a disease, a death, or a separation as a means to actually either get what we want or to maintain a cycle. So just check that out for you guys. Are any of one of those things a component to cycles? Look, I created something. Let's be friends. Let's do this together. We'll have a great old time. <laughs> so, um, yeah. I just had to do all those words. So so have a look in your life. Do you actually and birth and all of these things are natural cycles. They're natural in nature. There's birth, there's growth, there's disease, there's old age and there's death. It's in every aspect of nature other than like rocks don't really have death so much, right? So when you look at living creatures like trees, plants, animals, us we all have the birth, disease, old age, and death as as cycles. And we will often use those as as parts of our cycles um, to actually like invoke a reaction or create something. We're trying to create change with our cycles, but nothing ever changes because it's always the same because it's a cycle. It's like Groundhog Day in our universe. It just keeps going again, like the same thing, different background scene, but same thing over and over and over again. That's your cycles. Why? Because birth, disease, old age, and death, they occur. And growth, those things all occur. And we all we all create mega reactions around them. And so if you can just stand back and go, oh, look, that was interesting. Cool. So you created something. And um, do, you, do you need to, like, tell everybody in the world? Because sometimes when you tell everybody in the world... Um, you know, maybe it doesn't move forward. And I know a lot of, and it's funny because I know a lot of um, people who, if they're actually carrying babies, will say, um, you know, they will only tell people they're pregnant after three months, the safety zone or whatever. Most people won't say they're pregnant until they're three months in uh, with their safety, <laughs> their safety months. So it's just an interesting thing that a lot of times other things we're creating, we think they're supposed to be immediate in our life. Oh, I have this thing. It's so exciting. Got to tell you about it. Hmm. Would you tell them about a baby yet? Maybe not. Mm. So, you know, there can be a lot of energies. And there's some, some funny awareness with pregnant mothers that they're like, I don't need other people's reactions and judgments put on me. And they're not saying that necessarily, but it's it's almost like a, like a fear-based thing, but 
let's just say, what if it's awareness? What if they're actually aware that a mega ton of judgments could actually, just as much as it could create something, it could also destroy something. And what they might actually be choosing to do is and just keep it quiet, right? So, so what can you do with your cycles? You can observe them. Is number one, observe what is your cycle? What is it? And I kind of mentioned the one, uh, one of the ones that I had. What is your cycle? And then, what is something that you can use as in your body? So for me, I get physiological reactions to things. So. And if you are a kind of person who reacts to things physically or if you have like trigger words that go through your mind that are thoughts or ideas that keep circulating, circulating, you can't get them out, um, just notice what they are. That's all I'm asking you to do is notice what are some of the reactions in your body, in your mind, your thoughts. Um, what are some of those things so that you can be aware of when that is about to show up in your life. So like I was saying, for me, I would notice that there would be like a stomach cramp because when I was little, it was always the, oh my God, I'm so hungry, stomach pain. So for me, still, there's like a little stomach something that'll go on usually and then it's like, oh, look at me. Wonder what that is. So a lot of times it has to do with a cycle, something or other going on. So take some time and, and consider that. We are actually... I'm going to have a little break. So just wanted to remind you guys, you are listening to in the Pleasure Zone here on Inspired Choices Network, and I'm your host, Melitza Yalanich. We are going to head off to a commercial break. So think about those things. What are your cycles? What are your triggers while we're on break? And I will see you on the other side of this commercial break. Many of us have created a lot of limitations around sex and what we are willing to choose. What else is possible beyond what we have already seen, heard, or thought of? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual revolution? Taking the taboo out of all aspects of sex, sexuality, and copulation by tuning in to the Pleasure Zone radio show with body whisperer Milica Yelenich. You'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow your to receive more in your sex life and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Melitza every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. What if there's nothing wrong with you? What if you're far greater than you've ever given yourself credit for? What if it's time to know the gift and the contribution you are to the world and to like yourself a lot more? Hi, my name is Dane here. 13 years ago, I started to truly ask questions. Actually, I started to be the question, and everything changed for me. Asking questions opens doors to infinite possibilities. And it's not about finding the answer. It's about being the question. Always. What I'm inviting you to step into is something that Einstein, Marie Curie, Newton, Da Vinci, Gandhi, Picasso, and Aristotle all knew to be true. What if no question is too big or too small? What if anything is possible for you? What if together we could create a kinder, gentler, happier world? Is now the time? Go to beingyouclass.com and sign up for a free video series, My Gift to You. beingyouclass.com What if you, truly being you, are the gift and change this world requires? beingyouclass.com 
This is The Pleasure Zone with body whisperer Melissa Yanich. To participate in the program today, please call in the U.S. Call 815-880-8255. That's T-A-L-K. Or Canada, 613-800-8736. Or you can Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email at MelissaYelenich.com. Now, back to the program. Good evening, everybody. Welcome back to the Pleasure Zone, you sweet, sweet pleasure seekers. And tonight we're talking about breaking, how to break cycles, breaking cycles. Uh, so noticing your cycle and then noticing some of the trigger things like, ooh, that word triggers me, throws me. What is that? Now I'm in my cycle. Now I want to hit people. Now I want to destroy. Now I want to murder. What is that cycle? So there might be some cycles that just send you over the edge. So notice what are your trigger words? What are the triggers in your bot? Like there might be words you hear that trigger you. There might be thoughts in your head that are circulating that you just can't get out. They could be triggering you. There could be some sensations in your body that you notice that are actually good indicators that that cycle is about to kick in. So when you notice that, just stop. Remember to breathe because one of the greatest ways to break a cycle is to get really present. One of the ways to get in a cycle is to get really unpresent. The more present you are, the more you're going to break cycle. One simple really way to get um, present, and I was talking to my friend about this today, is if you're just sitting, say for example on a chair, um, sitting on something where you can have your feet on the floor and, and your knees will be relatively parallel to your hips, um, that's helpful for the action that I'm going to ask you to do. So it's not a super high bar stool chair. This is like, you know, a regular lower chair that you can sit on, feet on the floor, um, bum on the chair. And then instead of leaning back in the chair and slumping your back, I'd like you to just roll your pelvis forward. Roll your pelvis forward so that you're kind of sitting. So for women, it would be kind of almost like sitting on your vulva. Sitting on your practically your vaginal opening if you had your labia opened up. For guys, it would be practically like sitting on your your scrotum, but maybe not that far because that could get squishy. But if you roll forward enough, you will get pretty close to that sensation. That will have you sitting actually quite um, quite straight. So then, so you're rolling your pelvis forward so that your pelvis is now. Um, like uh, parallel, horizontal. It's touching, like fully touching chair. So once you've done that, your posture's already changed and likely you're going to notice that that your chest rises up. So once you've got your chest rising up, just notice it. Say, oh, that's interesting. I just want you to look up at the ceiling as far as you can. Look up, so like bending your neck and looking up, just not with your, not just with your eyes. Like use your eyes, but also bend your neck back as far as you can. Don't go further than it's comfortable. Just look up as far as you can, and then take a deep breath and let your shoulders roll back. Put your head back into the horizon position so that you're like looking at the horizon, and your eyes are forward. And you might notice that when you do that, that your head is actually like in a different position than it normally is on your neck and the rest of your body. Part of this is to actually get your head out of your heart's way. That's It's a postural 
um, enhancement technique as well. But one of the things it gets you to do is be incredibly present with your body. You're noticing your feet. You're noticing your pelvis just by the action of rolling your pelvis forward so that you're actually sitting on your pelvis. You will start to notice that you're present. And when you're present, you will start to notice cycles coming up immediately. You might even start to notice when you're when you're really playing with awareness and body awareness, you might start to notice some of the postural habits you have. You might start to notice that you go to cross your legs or you go to um which will actually do stuff to your posture. So you might go to cross your legs or ankles. Uh you might do stuff with your arms where you're pulling your arms forward. I dare you to to just sit in this position with your pelvis rolled forward you know, basically you're in between your breasts where your heart chakra would be. That is just like your head is out of the way of that area. And it's up. It's like it's like been pulled up to the heavens. And your shoulders are back and relaxed. And I dare you to just be with that for like 60 seconds. Just 60 seconds of presence. You might even notice things start to, thoughts start to dump out of your body. You might notice that you get really present with your body and certain things might actually agitate you or frustrate you like, oh, that part of my body, blah, blah, blah. Start to ask some questions about that. Is that my trigger response in my body? When I have a cycle, uh, you know, of like frustration or fear or separation, anger, whatever it is you're creating as your cycle, when you're noticing that when you're noticing your body's response and your body's like discomfort with being that present, you might also notice the things like the cycles that come in at that point. So just just really getting to notice them is so key. Um, and then starting to choose to destroy them is also key because you're in a relationship with these things. So you might not want to change them. You might be really comfortable being in a relationship with them. For some of you who have uh, ever listened to any of these shows, you might have heard me do a clearing from Access Consciousness. Um, and it's a relationship clearing that I really like. And it's really dynamic. I'm actually going to give you guys a really simplified version. My more favorite version is a little long-winded. But um, so one of the things you can do is destroy and uncreate everything, all your things with everything with a relationship, whether it's with a person or your business, but also with the cycle. So you can just ask. You can just say, I'll destroy and uncreate my relationship to my, you know, my abandonment issue cycle. Right, wrong, good, bad, pock, pot, all nine, shorts, boys and beyonds. So the right, wrong, good, bad, pock, pot, all nine, shorts, boys and beyonds is the clearing from access consciousness. I don't do it a lot on my show for the last few years, but every once in a while there's a nifty handy tool. Um, so use it. <laughs> use those tools. They're fantastic. And you can destroy and uncreate your relationships simply by asking for them. So first it's helpful to notice them so that you know what you're asking to destroy and uncreate. Um, and also choosing something different. So, you know, sometimes we'll go to extremes. So we'll go from, um, like, one one form of reaction. Uh, we sometimes overcompensate. Like, oh, I was really mad. Now I'm going to overcompensate, and I'm going to have sex with you. So a lot of people, when they do this make-up sex thing, 
I don't really see it as makeup sex. I see it as overcompensating for their anger. Like I was so angry. Now I've got to ultra make it up for you. So, so um, instead of going to those extreme levels, um, you could just like start to honor you, and you can also start to look at um, you know what would actually what would change what would actually change the cycle for me. So being in the question for you, what would change the cycle? I'm giving you some tools that I know physically can help you start to clear your mind. And I bet that you know somewhere for you there is something that you personally is so personal to you because your relationship to you and to your cycles is all personal. Every kind of relationship, every kind of love, every kind of attachment is so individual that, no, we cannot write a book that's going to be for everybody on the planet because it's individual. The way you love and the way you attach and the way you – is all individual. I mean, there are some pretty common ones that have been pointed out in psychology. Great. And then the more they study, the more they come up with more stuff. Great. Um, maybe one day they'll all figure out it's individual and we can't lump clump everybody into a box or diagnosis or anything like that. So so ask what would actually assist me? What would actually assist in destroying and uncreating this cycle? Is there something I can be or do that would destroy and uncreate this cycle? What energy, space and consciousness can me and my body be to be the cycle destroyer I truly be? I'm just trying to create everything that doesn't allow that to show up with total ease, right, wrong, good, bad, pot, pot online, shorts, boys, and beyonds. So, guys, there's a few things to think about, right? <laughs> so, what are the cycles you would like to destroy and create? Um, relationships, you know, that you have with those cycles can probably be as freaking destructive as some of the ways you are in relationship or that I've been in relationship, you know, I'm not trying to like point at you guys, but it's like the way we, we are in relationship uh, with people is sometimes this, the relationship we have to the cycle is actually more, it's stronger and we're more determined to hold on to that than we are to actually create change and have a dynamic relationship. So if you're loving your cycles more than you actually are choosing to have ease and love and joy or any of that, cool, keep choosing your cycles, but if you're actually choosing something else, start asking, what can I choose that would change this? Sometimes it's body work, sometimes it's energy work, could be dancing, music, could be, uh, it could be flatulating. It's your choice. So I want you guys to consider that, play with that idea. We actually have one more commercial break on the show tonight, so we're going to uh, head off to that. I just want to remind you that you're listening to The Pleasure Zone here on Inspired Choices Network, and I am your host, Milica Yelenich, and you'll be hearing more from me on the other side of this break after these messages. Many of us have created a lot of limitations around sex and what we are willing to choose. What else is possible beyond what we have already seen, heard, or thought of? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual revolution? Taking the taboo out of all aspects of sex, sexuality, and copulation by tuning in to the Pleasure Zone radio show with body whisperer Milica Yelenich. You'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow your 
yourself to receive more in your sex life and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Melitza every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Hey everybody, this is Dr. Dane here, and I would like to invite you to an adventure in being. I've just written and finished a new book known as Being You, Changing the World. Are you one of those dreamers? One of those people who's always known that other possibilities should be available but haven't yet been able to see them be created? Well, I wrote this book for you. In it, you'll find tools, processes, and unique perspectives to change the things you've always wanted to change but didn't know how. In it, you'll find an invitation to a different possibility for a way that we can be in this world that changes not only our lives, but by being us, allows us to contribute to changing everything planet-wide that doesn't work. Are you aware that truly great people, truly being them, is the only thing that has ever created a great change on this planet? Are you willing to step up? Are you willing to be one? Check out a copy of my new book, Being You, Changing the World. I invite you to go to beingyoubook.com for a free gift. This is The Pleasure Zone with body whisperer Melissa Yelenich. To participate in the program today, please call in the U.S. Call 815-880-8255. That's T-A-L-K. Or Canada, 613-800-8736. Or you can Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email at MelitzaYelenich.com. Now back to the program. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to The Pleasure Zone. I'm your host, Milica Yelenich, and tonight we're talking about how to break cycles. So as we were going to commercial break, I just had an epiphany. Well, most of my shows are just a rambling epiphany, actually. Most of the stuff that I'm, I'm actually saying is just like, it just comes to me while we're talking. So I even sometimes look back and go, that was actually brilliant. I need to say that, something else about that. I'm going to write that down. That was awesome. So as we were in commercial break, I was thinking, like, what actually is a cycle? Like, what is a cycle? And it's like, oh, okay. So one of the awarenesses I had was that the cycle is actually a compilation of judgments, projections, expectations. Like I was saying when I was little, it was my expectation that if I laid on the floor that people would care. And if they didn't care, then I was going to lose my poop and I was going to, you know, I'm going to die. You should care that I'm going to die. So I'm really going to die. Then I'm going to hurt you for dying. It's going to make you sad. And then, yay, I win. Like that was like a a crazy little compilation I created of judgments, projections, expectations, you know, and and computations that I calculated, like whether I had mm, cognitively calculated it or subconsciously calculated or brought it in as a calculation from another lifetime. There was something there. So, Anything that's a compilation, like a compilation of music, is a compilation of many notes and tones and harmonies and all these things together. Um, I don't know a lot about music, so Alfie Joe, if you are listening to this one, you can give me more info on how music comes together. It only took me for a couple of years, but it didn't take much theory. So let's just say in music, for example, if you changed a few notes in a compilation of music, uh, you, you're looking at the musical notes of, of say, if you look at Mozart's work and you changed a few notes here and there, would it still sound like the same opera? Probably not. 
It might be similar, but it would be different. So one of the things that I was thinking about while I was break is like, what is the one, even if it's one thing, what is one thing we can do different that would have that cycle be completely different? Because if it's like every note um, contributes to making something if every note contributes to the song being the song, then if we remove a few notes, it's a totally different song. Then the same goes for our cycles. It's like every judgment, projection, expectation contributes to the compilation of of this thing that we're calling a cycle or a habit. Then if we remove one part of it, what will it be? So you can start to ask, like, what is like what is one thing I could do today? or choose today that would actually change this right away, which is a great question from Access that is um, not always been talked about in relation to cycles, but it completely works in relation to um, to cycles as well as uh, just whatever is coming up. So we often don't have just like one judgment that comes up. It just turns into a, a slurry of poop that just starts sliding out of us. So um, it's like one after the other, it's like, you know, you pop a cork with a judgment or an expectation and everything floodgates after that. It's like, wah, here it comes. There's a whole pile of poo that follows that. So if we don't, you know, we just don't have the backup of poop and we're not unplugging it with expectations or something, then we can actually choose a whole other thing and not have the slurry of poop fall on us. So I hope that you guys got something out of this show. I know I know I did. Um, I know that uh, listening to myself, I was highly amused and feeling educated tonight, so I hope you guys got something out of it too. And if there are topics that you find interesting that you would like to hear about that you haven't heard about on this show in the over 190 episodes that have been created, please feel free to, to ask me for that. If they are topics that I have done and you would like more information on, please, by all means, uh, let me know. Refer to that episode, too, so that I can kind of have a re-listen and see what I might know more about. Um, so thank you so much for listening, guys. I do want to remind you that you can find me on my website at www.milicajelenic for all my updates about classes and things that are going on in my life and to book sessions with me because you can actually have time with me privately. Doesn't that sound absolutely delicious? So I want to remind you guys to stay tuned in and turned on till next week. Thank you for choosing to listen to The Pleasure Zone. Melissa Yelenich will return next Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central, 6 p.m. Mountain, and 5 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. We hope you'll join us. Until then, have the best week of your life by choosing to be turned on and tuned in to your body.